Welcome to Abide's Kids Bedtime Stories. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio and sponsored by Health, Hope, and Inspiration, a podcast hosted by Reverend Percy McRae, created by City of Hope, designed to help answer questions about cancer and overall healthy living. For free cancer-fighting recipes, visit hhipodcast.com. Remember, you can have access to our full meditations commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off. All right, it's time to settle into bed and drift off to sleep with this bedtime story. Well, howdy, partner. I had hoped you would mosey over by my campfire. Hey, my, my name is, is Samuel Bondu, but, uh, well, my friends call me Cowboy Sam, so, well, won't you call me Cowboy Sam? Uh, go ahead and, uh, and get yourself comfortable. I, I was about to say my prayers. I, I'll do that, but, but then I want to tell you about some things I read in my Bible today. I found them so encouraging that, that I know I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. And I hope you will, too. Uh, first, though, let's, uh, let's talk to God, all right? Heavenly Father, thanks for taking the time to listen to me when I pray. It, it makes me happy to know that the God who created all this world still wants to listen to me. I thank you that you... You sent your son, the Lord Jesus, to save us. Uh, uh, be with us now as we as we wind down this here day and and give me and my friend here the rest we need to, to get through the days ahead. Thank you, Father, for so many things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, it's the end of another day. We both need to be getting some sleep, or, or, or shut eyes, I like to call it. Why don't you, you make yourself comfortable? Now get your pillow set just the way you like it. If you got any stuffed critter friends, won't you hold them close and relax? Take a couple of deep breaths. Relax your heart and your mind. Oh, here we go. All set? Yeah, here we go. Well, well, well now, I done told y'all that I read something mighty encouraging in my Bible today. Actually, I, I read two things that encouraged me quite a bit. The first is a verse in Psalm 27, verse 1. It says, uh, says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, it, that's a nice way of saying God's got everything under control. Why are y'all afraid? Well, the answer is easy. We don't need to be afraid. Imagine that. We don't need to be afraid of anything. Now, 
I, I know that's easier to say than to do, but but it's true. God has everything under control. We don't need a fear for anything. Now, now, now let me tell you, the life of a cowboy, well, it isn't always easy. It's, it's hard work. The hours can be a, a little bit crummy, and the, the pay is... Well, like everyone, more would be better. There are days I spend sitting in the saddle on my horse and I don't even get to climb down to shove some food in my mouth. Now, I'm not complaining. This is the job I have chosen, and I love doing it. I love spending time in the outdoors and working with the critters. I got my my good buddy, Winston, with me. Uh, that's right. I'm going to do this job till I can't climb up in the saddle no more. And then maybe I'll do it from a, a four-wheeler or a, or a jeep. But there are times when things don't go according to plan. <laughs> Sometimes a group of cattle get away from the main herd and and I, I gotta, I gotta go looking for them. You see, my job is to deliver these here cows from one place to another for the folks that own the ranches. Uh, somebody bought, say, uh, four hundred head of cattle, and I gotta deliver four hundred head of cattle. If I show up with three hundred and ninety, well. <laughs> There's a problem. If I show up with 399, there's still a problem. It means they aren't getting all they paid for. That's that's why us cowboys got to keep a close watch on all the critters. And of course, I can't talk to the cows and tell them what I want them to do. Even if I could, they might not care what I think anyway. <laughs> Sometimes. Well, sometimes they go wandering off looking for some green grass to eat or or maybe find a drink of water. Now, there have been times they've gone and wandered off and I didn't notice right away. Then I'd do a count later and I, I'd, I'd find I'm, I'm short a couple of cows from the herd. I ain't gonna lie to you. It makes my blood pressure go up a little bit. But but then I, I say a, a quick prayer. I roll up my sleeves. I fix my hat on my head, and I go a looking for them. And when I find them, I bring them back to the herd, and everything is fine. And then I thank God for helping me. Like I said, though. My my first thought is to get a little scared. <laughs> the good thing about that is it makes me turn to God. Because like that verse in Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? <laughs> It's funny, I, I read that in Psalms today, 
I also read a portion of, of the book in the Bible called Exodus. Now, now, Exodus is a word that means to draw out or, or to, to take something out of another. In this case, it's about the children of Israel, the, the descendants of Father Abraham and his grandson Jacob, about them being delivered from the Egyptians. Now, there's a whole story about how Jacob and his family came to Egypt. Ooh, it's a good one, too. Maybe I'll tell you that sometime, too. But today, I'm going to tell you about what happened 400 years later. Now, when Jacob, whose name was changed by God to Israel, and, and his family, when they went to Egypt, uh, there were probably less than a, a hundred of them in all. And they, they lived in a land called Goshen, which was the finest land in Egypt when they moved in. After they'd been there for a while, another guy took over the country, and he did not care for those Israelites, Jacob's family. In fact, he made them slaves. And he used them for the hard work, making making uh, bricks and building their cities and such. And let me tell you, they built a lot of cities. So many buildings and, and, and pyramids, you, you can't imagine it all. But what that Pharaoh didn't think on enough was that he was making God's people, the Israelites, do the hard work. And and you can imagine them them slave masters probably weren't very nice about it. So the Israelites might have been only a hundred or so people before. But four hundred years later there had to be a lot of them. Maybe as many as a as a million. For sure there were hundreds of thousands of them. There were enough to make their own nation. The only problem was they were slaves in Egypt. I got to believe they were plenty afraid while they were in slavery. They, They had been taught all about their God, Jehovah, the one true God. But I'm sure they doubted that he was working to help them. But just like he does for you and me, God was working to help him. In his time and in his way, he raised up a fella named Moses to be the one to lead him out. Now that, that, that's, a, <laughs> that's a good story, too. God convinced Pharaoh to let his people go, even though Pharaoh really didn't want to. In fact, After he told Moses to take the people away, he changed his mind and went after them. They took 600 chariots and followed the Israelites, hoping to bring them back. In fact, the Israelites were stopped next to a big old body of water called the Red Sea. The Egyptians probably thought they had a track like like those Israelites had no place to go. And you know what? Those Israelites 
thought they were trapped, too. Some of those Israelites got to being afraid of the Egyptian army. They, they were thinking they'd be better off giving up and going back to Egypt to be slaves again. Some of them started complaining to Moses. And to read it now, it sounded kind of funny. They said to Moses, what's the matter? Weren't there enough graves in Egypt that you bring us out here in the desert to die? Can you, can you imagine that? God delivered them out of slavery, and these guys were complaining about it. See, they didn't know that God had a plan. God always has a plan. He never starts nothing he can't finish. And don't you know, he had a plan, both the Israelites and for the Egyptians. God spoke to Moses. And Moses turned and spoke to the Israelites. He, he said, uh, "He said, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you only have to be silent. Now, now first... The angel of God got between the Egyptians and the Israelites, blocking their way so they couldn't attack them. Then God sent a strong wind that, that made the waters of the Red Sea part. Uh, not just that, but it made the ground dry. And Moses was able to lead them through on dry ground not a, a soupy, skunky, muddy path. Uh, now, just imagine the Israelites walking between two big old walls of water with, with, with fish swimming and everything. <laughs> that had to be amazing. And don't you think that anyone who saw that would know that God was protecting them? I don't know how long it took, but finally, the Israelites made it across the whole sea. About that time, that their angel of God let the Egyptians follow the Israelites into the path through the sea. But, but it wasn't as easy for the Egyptians in their chariots. The Bible says that their wheels got clogged up. Remember, the Israelites went through on dry ground. But, but the Egyptians were getting all caught up in the, in the mud. So imagine this. The Israelites are all up on the land at the far side of the Red Sea. And the Egyptians are racing toward them in the chariots and on horses and all that. So as they're going through, they all get stuck. They're in the middle, and they can't get out. Well, that was the point. Someone got wise and said, Let us flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. <laughs> that's, that's something they probably should have figured out a whole lot earlier. Like before they made slaves out of the children of Israel. 
the next thing that happens, Moses stretches his staff out over the sea. And all that water God had been holding back for the Israelites comes pouring back onto the Egyptian army. <laughs> well, let's just say they got a soaking. They were all wet. Let's just say uh, that army wasn't going to be bothering the Israelites again. So God rescued his people and he did it in a way that made it clear that only he could have done it. There's no person alive then or now that can part the waters of a sea for people to walk through. Now, now I, I'm just going to say something real quick and be done with this. There are some people who don't think God does miracles like this to, to protect his people. They say it wasn't the Red Sea, but the Reed Sea. If somebody tells you that, you need to just stop listening to them. They're taken away from God. They say that the Israelites walked through a reedy portion of water a foot deep and that God didn't make a miracle happen. Well, the Bible is clear that the Israelites walked through on dry ground and that God made that path for them. Uh, he can do that. He can do that. He's God. He can do anything. Now, now in, in, in only a couple of days, maybe a week, God performed a whole bunch of miracles that led his people away from being slaves in Egypt and, and even punished the Egyptians for doing it. But a, a, a little over uh, two months later, Guess what happened? Those same Israelites that had seen God do those miracles on their behalf, they started complaining again. Now, to be fair, they were running out of food and water, but, well, they should have known that God was going to help them. I mean, he did. First, he led them to some water that they could drink, or so it appeared, when they tasted the water, it was bitter. But God told Moses what to do. He took a wooden log and put it in the water. That took the bitterness away. Now, why would God do it like that? Eh, the Bible doesn't say, but, uh, well, I think he did it to show them that he could make the water good. Even by doing something as as strange as, as as putting a log in the pond, it doesn't make sense to us. But God, well, He made it work. There, there, there was another time they needed water, and God showed Moses a rock, a rock. There ain't nothing strange about that. I, I look up right now, I, I, I can see a whole bunch of rocks nearby. Ooh, rocks are everywhere. But God told Moses to take his staff and hit this here rock. And when he did, water came pouring out of it. Water pouring out of a rock. Whew, I can't do that. Only God can do that. 
And, and, and when they didn't have food, God had something else in store for them. He promised he would give them meat and bread. And that evening, quail came up, covered the whole camp. Well, in, 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 in case you don't know, quail is a bird that you can eat. Whew, you better believe they did. That, that was the meat God promised. As always, God came through. And then in the morning, after the dew disappeared, there was flaky stuff all over the ground. They were out in the wilderness, and and, and, and there, were, there was flaky stuff all over the ground. And they called it manna. The Bible says the manna was, uh, was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I like the taste of honey. I like all kind of sweet things. But honey is one of those sweet things that is good for you, too. So God provided for them again. And he kept on doing it. But, but, but now he gave them some rules about the matter because he wanted them to always trust in him. He told them exactly how much matter they should collect for each day and no more. If somebody went to thinking that they needed to collect extra in case there, there wouldn't be any tomorrow, all that extra they gathered, it spoiled. God was saying, Take what you need for today, and tomorrow I'll give you more. But you need to trust me. And now, now, the only exception to that rule was on the sixth day of each week. On that day, they were supposed to collect enough for two days. Uh, maybe, maybe you know why, but, but if not, I'm, I'm going to tell you. See, the seventh day of the week is called Shabbat, or, or, or Sabbath. That's a day of rest when the Israelites were not supposed to do any work at all. God made it so that the manna didn't spoil like it did on other days. That's pretty neat, huh? The way God took care of the children of Israel, it was always a miracle. But, but just like you and me sometimes, they, they got frightened. And I'll say this, getting frightened isn't a bad thing. It's, it's what you do when it happens. Now, if you turn to God, he'll help you. I find that nobody calms my heart like God does when I go to him in prayer. And, and I'll, I'll do that in, 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 just, in just a little bit. If there's a lesson to be learned from all of this, it's that we need to trust and obey. Now, there's a little song called Trust and Obey, and, and a lot of times we make it a kid's song. But what it says is good for people of all ages. Even, even grown-ups can learn a lot from that thought. Trust and obey. Now, the, the children of Israel didn't always trust and obey even though they saw close up how good God took care of them. 
he delivered them from the Egyptians. He, he gave them gave them water to drink, and well, he even provided food in special ways. But they still had a problem trusting him. That's no different from us. It ain't always easy for us to trust God, but it's what He wants us to do, and we can trust Him too. Think of that verse I told you, Psalm twenty-seven, one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, if everything I said tonight doesn't show you that you can trust God when times get tough, well, I don't know what else to tell you. And I want you to notice, too, in these stories, God helped his people right at the time they needed it. He never said to them, okay, I'm going to give you food for the next year, or, or I'm going to find a river that'll give good water all the way to the promised land. Why? Because he wants us to depend on him. He's proven we can. Now, now we, we just need to, to trust him. Well, I think you understand that. I am so grateful that you spent some time at my campfire tonight, too. Uh, uh, let me let me say a prayer, and then you can drift off to sleep if you, if you haven't already. Heavenly Father, thanks again for my friend here. Uh, sometimes it gets lonely out here, and I, I like being able to spend time with special friends. It's an honor for me to do it. Lord, Give them a good night of sleep, a, a restful night, and a, a peaceful night. Remind them, if you need to, that, that you are in control of everything, and we don't need to be afraid of nothing. Even when things look to be in the worst, that's when you come through for us. Thank you for the Lord Jesus, too. He's done all the work we need to spend all of eternity with you in heaven. And honestly, who I am looking forward to that day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, all right, little partner. You get yourself a little shut-eye and, and get ready for tomorrow. I'm going to do the same thing here. Good night, my friend. And remember, you are welcome by my fire anytime.